Hour number two, BetMGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, Rob Brown. We're here from the home headquarters tonight. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit of everything tonight. Maybe even some college baseball. Rob says it's the best postseason in all of college sports. I don't know that I disagree. I am a big fan of the NCAA tournament, especially opening weekend, especially if you make your way to Las Vegas. Uh, we'll talk some NFL. Might even have to get into some college football. But right now we're going to talk some Bears football with Aaron Lemming. 24-7 Sports Bear Report, SB Nation as well. Give him a follow on Twitter, Aaron Lemming NFL. All right, man, let's uh, start off with what I'm seeing on social media right now. So the Bears obviously have the number one overall pick in the draft. We all at least think it's most likely going to be Caleb Williams. They're going to get their quarterback of the future since Ryan Poles really doesn't have an attachment to uh, Justin Fields especially. But uh, what do you think happens next for Justin Fields? reportedly unfollows the team on Instagram. I'm seeing some reports. Maybe it's Atlanta. Maybe it's Pittsburgh. What do you think is next for Justin Fields? Is he the starter for the Bears week one, or is he elsewhere? And I think we maybe uh, have some audio issues right here, so we'll uh, get uh, Aaron on here in a second. I thought I was losing my mind, guys, because I never do this, Dylan. I never do this, Scott, but I did have myself muted there, but only because... I'm dealing with a little bit of a cough, Rob, and it's rude if I'm just coughing at you through my computer screen. Even though I can't physically get you sick, I don't want you to have to hear that. So uh, I do apologize. Anyway. No, listen, it's, Rob, it's, 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 you're, just, you're just a kind, gracious, giving person, Ryan, and we all know it, and we all appreciate it, bud. While we wait for Aaron here, um, what do you think the Bears should do with the number one overall pick? Are you a Justin Fields guy? Do you think... I know you're a uh, ACC, SEC guy. Do you think maybe it should be Drake May, Jaden Daniels, or do you think Caleb Williams is the safe pick with the highest ceiling? I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback in this draft. And it's it's it, to me, it's not particularly close. Like, I, I, I took a hefty flyer on Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman last year. In fact, I, I spent time in our college football preview show on Bet for the Cycle trying – to convince Cody Decker to throw down with me, trying to get him to put a ticket in. And he was real upset he didn't listen to me. There's nothing that kid can't do, right? He's, he's like a tick shy of Mike Vick with the legs. He's got the precision down the field pass. There's not a pass he can't throw. And he processes the game well. I'm going to tell you right now, without Jaden Daniels, LSU was a five, maybe six win team this year. He carried them to three or four additional just by being a well-rounded football player. Uh, I have no issue. If my options are Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Justin Fields, I got no issue sticking with Justin Fields. He's experienced. He's in the game. He knows the building. He knows the game plan. It's not like you got to coach a brand new player. But if you throw Jaden into that mix, it's a different game. If you're giving me Jaden or Justin Fields, I'm taking Jaden Daniels. Because I don't know what the roof is for Justin Fields, but I know it can't be that much higher than we've seen. At least I don't think. The ceiling to me for Jaden Daniels is like Lamar Jackson or higher. Yeah. I think he's that talented. So that's the move I'd make if I'm Chicago. I'll tell you the first move I'd make, I'd totally unfollow him right back on Instagram because like, dude, really unfollow? Like grow up, dude. Like grow up. Yeah. All right, let's talk with uh, Aaron Lemming right now. Covers the Bears, Bear Report, as well as for SB Nation, WC Gridiron. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us, man. So um, Bears with the number one overall pick. You know, I think they should go with Caleb Williams. I think he has the highest ceiling, especially because we're talking about an organization. I know Ryan Pace is no longer there. 
that passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson for Mitchell Trubisky. But uh, before we get into Justin Fields, the whole Instagram thing, what do you think the Bears should do with the number one overall pick? Well, I'm right there with you. I think the Bears should absolutely take Caleb Williams. I don't think they should overthink it. And I, I just, I think we're at this point where there's a lot of overthinking going on. There's a lot of storylines being created because we're just now getting in the off season before the acquisition period starts. But like you said, I mean, it's the, the Bears have made a career out of terrible quarterback decisions, and it's time that they finally take a big swing and, and get it right. Aaron Lemming joining us here on BetMGM tonight. Aaron, Rob Brown, great to have you on the show, bud. We are uh, obviously keeping track of the three, the big three, if you will, in Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels. Mylene's been on Jaden Daniels. I, I, I think that dude, they did win a Heisman for fun. I think he's the best quarterback available. I'm not as high on Caleb Williams as everybody else. If you are, A, why, and B, how does that fit into the Chicago Bears system if they do decide to move on from Justin Fields? Well, so here's the thing, and there's going to be a slight bias in this, right? Because I am an Oklahoma fan. So, you know, I got Caleb, the Caleb Williams experience in his, in his uh, freshman season there at Oklahoma and obviously kind of a little heartbroken when he left uh, for USC. But I feel like in terms of his overall skill set, right, I feel like, you know, you're not going to get much better than what he has. I mean, he's got sneaky athleticism. He's got outstanding arm talent. I think he's got really good pocket awareness, pocket instincts as a whole. Um, he can make any throw on the field. I mean, obviously the big thing with him is he tends to freelance uh, too much, but I think a lot of that, at least in my opinion, a lot of the narrative from that has come from the 2023 season at USC. I mean, if you look at the difference between what you saw in 2021, especially 2022, his first year at USC, and this last year, I mean, it was a polar opposite, especially if you're just comparing the two USC years of, in terms of, you know, how comfortable he looked, um, the superhero plays that he was attempting to make far too often. I mean, that was a much bigger thing in 2023 than it was when he had a better supporting cast, a better offensive line, uh, better receivers uh, the previous year. So I think really what you're looking for there is you're looking at a guy that, you know, at least to me, has everything possible that you're looking for. And I know one of the big narratives in Chicago has been, and, you know, can this guy win on a big stage? Can he come to Chicago or, you know, come to Chicago and survive? And it's like, and again, I get it. It's college. Everything's different. But I watched him come out on the field with basically eight passes under his belt as a freshman, come into the game halfway through the second quarter against Texas as they already get their brains beat out, come all the way back in his first like real true action as a, as a passer and come all the way back and make some outstanding throws. He had the one run that basically got him into the game. He had the, the, the game tying uh, throw to uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Marvin Mims jr. In the end zone for the touchdown. I got everything tied up and it's like, that's the type of stuff, even as a freshman, where I just, I don't know, man, you, you watch that kind of stuff, and it's like there's there's something special there. And I, I just it feels like, at least in my opinion, it feels like this last year and the way everything fell apart for USC and Lincoln Riley, it feels like that's being held more on Caleb Williams than it is, um, you know, than it should be. As far as it's fit, I mean, I it's obviously everything's going to be, somewhat subjective what i will say is is he's been working with the qb collective um which actually his quarterback coach his personal quarterback coach from that just got hired as the uh i think it was the raiders quarterbacks coach uh rick scangrello 
Um, so they have been working West coast offense. And I think that that's going to be, you know, probably one of the more translatable offenses out there. And I think if you watch Caleb Williams, the last two years at USC, when he's asked to basically drop back and get rid of the ball, whether it's on screen, whether it's on short pass, if he knows where he's going, then he's actually really accurate. So I think that, that he can fit again. I'm not going to say that he can for sure, but I do think that he would be a fit in that type of offense, especially under Shane Waldron. I think uh, I'm fine putting this on record too. I think Caleb is going to be, a, I, I think he's going to win a couple MVPs. I think Caleb Williams is the real deal. I really like Drake May. I really like Jaden Daniels. I like all three of those guys. After that, I don't really know, but um, as a Green Bay Packer fan, Aaron, it scares the hell out of me that it's going to be uh, Caleb Williams <laughs> going against Jordan Love twice a year for the first time in a long time. I think the Bears are building something. They got a ton of cap space. Two top 10 picks. I think they're going to end up with the quarterback of the future. Uh, but what's next then for Justin Fields? You know, right now Atlanta's the favorite, minus 130. Um, you know, the next favorite would be Pittsburgh around plus 350, and then it's plus 500 for him to go back to Chicago, which I just don't think is going to happen. So it looks like it's most likely going to be Atlanta or Pittsburgh. Um, you know, where do you think he ends up? And then what do you think it's going to take to land Justin Fields? I don't think the Bears are going to get another first-round pick. Is it a second? Is it a third-round pick? You know, what will they settle for, you think, here for uh, Justin Fields? Yeah, well, I think the, the, the Fields market's going to be interesting, right? Because I think if you listen to any of the insiders, whether it's Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, some of these other guys talk about, oh, they could possibly get a first-round pick. And I'm, I'm there with you. I kind of look at this, and it's like, I mean, could they? Maybe. I, I don't see that as a, a very likely scenario. And it's, I think the biggest thing right now is you have to kind of figure out, you know, is Baker Mayfield staying in Tampa Bay? And if he's staying in Tampa Bay, then what is Kirk Cousins doing? Because if Cousins gets out on the market, you know, you talk about Atlanta, he could be a really good fit in Atlanta. I mean, that's exactly the type of offense that you'd want to see Kirk Cousins in. So it, it's one of those situations where, yeah, Atlanta and Pittsburgh make a ton of sense. It, the thing about Pittsburgh that it, it's it's almost like they're going a little too over the top with oh we want to give Kenny Pickett one more year. To me, that just doesn't seem overly believable. I think I don't know, it's it's weird because you look at some of those teams and it's like the same regime is still in Denver um, that passed over you know passed over Fields back in 2021. Um, you look at a team, you know maybe maybe New England can make some sense if they say hey we don't really want to take the third quarterback off the board. We would rather, you know, trade back and, and, and build, you know, on what they've got in terms of, you know, they're, they're going into a, you know, flat out rebuild. Maybe it makes some sense for them to say, Hey, we'll give up a second round pick. Um, you know, it's just the, the problem with these types of markets. And we saw the same thing a few years ago with Sam Darnold is, you don't really know what's going to happen until it happens. And you could have that one team that kind of comes out of nowhere. It could be the obvious team, but as far as, you know, overall return goes, I'm my expectation is anywhere from a second or a third round pick this year and then something in return. So if it was a third round pick this year, I'd guess like a conditional third next year. Um, I think if they do end up getting a second round pick, I, I think you could see maybe like an inverse Sam Darnold trade where, with him, it was they got a fourth and a sixth um, the year that they traded them, and then the next year they got a second. So maybe in this situation, Fields would bring back like a second and then, you know, a fourth and a sixth next year or something like that. But I don't – maybe I'm wrong, and maybe maybe Pittsburgh really does end up biting the bullet and they send, you know, that, that low first-round pick to the Bears. But outside of that, I mean, I don't see a situation Atlanta's not going to send them unless it's a 2025 first-round pick. I don't see that happening. So – I think more than likely you're talking about a day two pick, maybe two, you know, in consecutive years, but I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. 
Aaron, do you think it's in the Bears' best interest to kind of let the market settle out? You mentioned some of the guys were keeping an eye on Mayfield and, and Pickett and Kirk Cousins. Do you think it's in the Bears' best interest to let this market kind of play itself out a little bit or uh, is waiting till the draft the right decision? Or should Chicago, if they are looking to make a move, just go ahead and get it done while there's still pieces out there? Do you think there's a smarter way to play this for Chicago? I don't know that there is. I've gone back and forth on it. I originally thought that maybe you kind of let things play out in free agency. You, you see, again, where Mayfield goes, where Kirk Cousins goes, and then you kind of go from there. But then the, the other part of me is like, well, the quicker you strike, kind of like last year with them trading the number one overall pick, the quicker you strike, you know, the more you may end up getting because there's going to be certain teams. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that – may not be outwardly looking for a quarterback, but there are a lot of teams out there that could be in the market for a quarterback. So it's, it's one of those things where it feels like every offseason, it feels like there's, there's those teams that are kind of chomping at the bit that want to get something done early. So I, like I said, I've kind of gone back and forth. Ultimately, I think that them doing this, you know, sooner rather than later is probably going to benefit them more. I think that if you allow the free agent market to play out, then you're going to allow some of these teams to kind of pivot towards the draft and maybe they get further into their draft evaluations. They start talking to these guys. I mean, we see it all the time where somebody falls in love with, uh, you know, let's say a JJ McCarthy or a Michael Penix or something like that. I mean, there, it's always possible where all of a sudden you could have, you know, you know, a, a situation or maybe a trade happens, you know, maybe Russell Wilson ends up getting traded instead of, you know, being able to sign with whoever he wants it just takes one or two teams to get knocked out of uh, you know that that pool where you're looking for a quarterback and all of a sudden the bears don't have that type of market so if i had to guess i think that the the better play would be you know you you get done with the combine you lay those you know you lay those talks down you kind of get things figured out and you strike you know right after the franchise tag deadlines over with you strike you get a deal done that way you can go into free agency knowing what you have in terms of draft capital, um, you, you know, knowing what you have in terms of, you know, cap space, stuff like that. And then also have a, you know, a better idea of what you're going to be able to do in the draft. Cause if they get a second round pick that may change their approach a little bit to, you know, forcing a receiver or forcing an edge rusher at nine. Aaron, great stuff. Actually, we got like 30 seconds. If you're a Steelers fan or if you're an Atlanta fan, um, are you confident that Justin Fields could win in this league? Is he a one-read quarterback? Like, what's the knock? We only got about 30 seconds. Sorry, man, to put you on the spot. No, I, no, I, I think Justin Fields, I think a lot of his failures have a lot more to do with the Bears organization than it does Fields. I think if he goes to the right situation, I think he can still succeed. I, I do think that he would actually be a really good fit in uh, Zach Robinson's uh, offensive scheme. Um, but yeah. It's just going to take the right coaching and some patience. But I, I still think he has a future in the league. It's just going to be the right coaching staff. Thanks so much, Aaron Lemming. Check him out. Really good stuff. Bear Report. Bet MGM tonight.